Hey everyone, this is Lloyd on Hawaii, also known as LA Smooth and the Great Lofa. And right now I'm here on this podcast introducing Kings of the Ring. So stay tuned because you're going to hear a lot more. You're listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. For episode 10, we again feature two special guest voice actors with NWA and MMA play-by-play and ring announcer extraordinaire Cyrus Fees, who assumes the role of the venerable St. Louis promoter George Gilmore, plus member of the Samoan Dynasty family and international wrestling veteran L.A. Smooth, a.k.a. The Great Alofa. Previously on Kings of the Ring. Thor Hansen no-showed the big AMW Chicago show he was scheduled to be turned on by Buddy Melrose and instead jumped to Empire and saved Dan Sanders in his babyface and Empire debut. Donnie Gold was seemingly pushed out of the Thor Hansen spotlight at a major photo shoot. Since Bert's son, along with his top-drawing babyface, left All-South, Bert Ironside struggles to find a new Leroy and top-draw. And Julian Kane, Thor Hansen, and Nigel Davies arrived at a Hollywood party and were greeted by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Today's episode would be rated M.A. for profanity, drug use, and sexual content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. Arnold Schwarzenegger approaches them and crushes Nigel Davies' fragile old hand. Nigel winces in pain. Arnold! Good to see you, my boy. This is Julian Kane. Arnold turns to Julian and they shake hands, as Arnold has a huge smile. And this... Shut up, Nigel. You don't have to tell me who this is. This is Thor. I saw you beat up that chic guy on television. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Come in. Come in, boys. Kings of the Ring, Episode 10. The Call of Hollywood. They enter an office den with windows abound. This is my agent's house. He likes to throw parties, but I like to do business here too. Please, have a seat anywhere. He motions towards a coffee table surrounded by chairs. Arnold squeezes Thor's massive shoulders. Except you, Thor. I think you are a little too big. I don't want people to see you sit right next to me and make me look small. You sit over there. They all laugh. A bikini-clad girl enters the room with a tray of Meisterbrow beer and traces of white powder on the tip of her nose. Thor takes a can and peels the tab off the top, allowing the smoky mist to rise from the opening, and drops the tab into the ashtray. Arnold slaps the girl's ass on her way out, then he pulls out a sterling silver tray with several lines of cocaine already measured out. Please, gentlemen, help yourself. After you, Mr. Schwarzenegger. I don't partake. I get my high from lifting weights and having sex. I'm the same exact way. You're the coolest, Mr. Schwarzenegger. I'm such a big fan. You'd have to be as pumped up as you are. But Nigel, where have you been hiding this guy? Well, he's sort of a new face on the scene. I could have used him a year ago. The new Conan movie comes out next month. Conan the Destroyer. You would have been perfect in it. Instead, I had to use that son of a bitch, Wilt Chamberlain. Arnold peels off the tab from his can of beer and takes a large swig. Was Goliath up for that part? 
No, we do a lot of running and movement. He's too immobile, so they made him the, the god of evil at the end of the picture. But they put him in a fucking monster suit that covered him from head to toe. No one even knew he was in it. Fucking studios. But that's why you're here, to fix those mistakes. We're all ears, Arnold. I have a new movie coming out called Commando. It's about me rescuing my daughter. And my love interest is Tommy Chong's daughter, Ray Dawn. It's going to be massive and blow Sylvester Stallone's stupid rhinestone movie out of the water. But I want you to be in it, Thor. Tell us more about this. The part I need him for, we shoot next week. But Thor will be attached to this project. And when we release in October, Thor will be a huge movie star, which will lead to other opportunities in Hollywood for him. That is fantastic news. Thor being in this movie will make him a big star. But honestly, Nigel, it doesn't do much for me. Racing fans like to watch Thor, but they're going to watch my movies anyway. I need something to make it worth it to me. Anything, Arnold? Nigel asks as Julian plays it cool, but is anxious to hear what Arnold wants. I have conquered bodybuilding. I have conquered Hollywood. Next, I want to conquer professional wrestling. I want to be your world wrestling champion. Picture me against Thor in Madison Square Garden. They see me win the wrestling match against him. Then they line up at the theaters and watch us in commando. It's perfect. That's an incredible idea, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Please, Julian, call me Arnold. Arnold, have you ever wrestled before? Hollywood Buddy Melrose is a friend of mine. He works stunts for some of my movies. He can teach me a few moves. Arnold turns to Thor. Isn't he your tag team partner or something? Um, he used to be. Well, well uh, how would we do this exactly? Once I'm your champion, we'll fit wrestling into my schedule as it allows. But Julian, think of how much money we'll make. How famous Empire Wrestling will be with Arnold Schwarzenegger as your world wrestling champion. Nigel, starting to get a read on Julian's face, cuts this off. Arnold, this is quite an opportunity. We're going to have to discuss this. Nigel stands up. The others follow. I'm ready, dude. I'll do the job for Arnold. You two, take your time. Enjoy the party. Mingle. Nigel, I have what you want in the other room, you old pervert. Now, I'm going to get Thor laid. Arnold takes Thor out of the room. Thor, look around. There are girls here from Playboy, Penthouse, UCLA. You point out any girl at the party, and you get to fuck her. Really? Julian, I'm sorry. I knew he had some kind of part for Thor, but didn't know what he'd want in return. I know, Nigel. Julian and Nigel stand, looking through the large windows of the office facing the pool, watching Thor and Arnold enter as the partygoers all turn their attention to them. But think about how instantly mainstream we would be if Arnold Schwarzenegger was the face of Empire, along with Thor, Donnie Gold, and the others. This would speed up your plans considerably, wouldn't it? Julian sees Thor tear his shirt off, and the girls around him cheer and jump in his arms. You can see the chemistry with those two already. Arnold has great instinct for that sort of thing, doesn't he? Thor Hansen versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. That would sell out any arena in the country. Even Charlotte, Atlanta, Dallas. 
we would be instantly national. Julian thinks, picturing this marquee matchup. Everything you say is true, Nigel. And this is a remarkable opportunity. But I can't do it. We would be too reliant on him, giving him too much control. Could we even trust Arnold to return the favor to Thor? Arnold makes more money in movies, and our champion needs to be on the road. He's not going to skip a film for us. Thor and Arnold are laughing near the pool, chugging pitchers of beer while bikini girls rub their bodies. Maybe a year from now, or a year ago, but Thor is just starting. He's new. We have to establish him. He can't drop the belt. Even to Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. I understand, Julian, and agree. Should I tell him now? No. Call him tomorrow. Don't want to break those two up. Julian says with a chuckle as Arnold and Thor Hansen are both in chaise lounges getting poolside blowjobs. The Chase, Park Plaza Hotel, St. Louis, Missouri. The World Wrestling Alliance was formed with seven signatures at this very hotel in 1950. What went into that day, who was all there and why, is a tale for another time. But the foundation of the WWA has always been built on the relationship between the seven heads of the Alliance. And this relationship is consistently manifested in face-to-face -face meetings to occur at least once a year and never has this tradition been broken. Today marks the second meeting of 1984 already. The first took place at the funeral for one of the heads, Jonathan Kane of the Empire State Wrestling Federation. His son, Julian Kane, inherited the company along with his seat on the board of the WWA, just as Daniel Hawkins of the Carolina Wrestling Association inherited his mother, Caroline's seat when she passed a couple of years earlier. And now, the heads of the Alliance meet once more in a private room in the chase, this time under less tragic circumstances, as one of the founding fathers of the WWA and promoter of the Heartland Pro Wrestling Group, George Gilmore, is retiring. But the cloud of Julian Cain looms low in this room as the repercussions of his actions since inheriting Empire State and his utter disregard of the WWA have caused nothing but strife. Disrupt our borders. Julian Kane has declared war on the entire alliance. He's stolen key talent from all of us. But worst of all, he stole Thor Hansen, the man I had planned all along to turning into the biggest babyface draw in the sport. And now he's stealing my TV. He stole Los Angeles from me. He stole Denver and San Diego by paying off the TV stations with a suitcase full of cash and bringing Thor Hansen in the office to dazzle them. No pride at all. Charlie. All South Wrestling owner Burt Ironside interrupts. Is it really stealing if you only run that town twice a year? <laughs> Burt, California is mine by rights. I run it as often or as little as I want. Bob Walker. One-third owner of Southeast Championship Wrestling jumps in. You're the last one who should be pointing fingers, Ironside. Your own son jumped at Julian. You can't even control your own fucking family. Fuck you, Walker. You think you have control over Miss Kitty? Fuck you, Ironside. Don't talk about my daughter. You're out of line. You're out of line, you crotchety old fuck. All right, all right, enough. Enough. Now, 
Julian is poison. Can we all agree on that? Everyone at the table nods. Now, speaking of pieces of shit, it turns out Prince Abdullah Akbar was fired by Julian Kane. Has he contacted any of you? Yeah, he called me up a week later wanting a job. I told him to go fuck himself. I wasn't sure what good he'd be to me, what value he'd have, after getting squashed by Thor Hansen in five minutes in a match seen by half the country. <laughs> I'm not sure that many people saw the match, but regardless, Abdullah is useless and cannot be trusted. And after getting squashed by Thor, he has no value to any of us. Wild Wild Wrestling owner Raylan Crenshaw from Nashville asks, uh, Why can't we trust him? Raylan, the point is, he has no value to any of us any longer. It is my recommendation, as WWA president, that all members of the World Wrestling Alliance avoid Prince Abdullah like the plague. Fine, fuck him. Hold up, Charlie. I got a bone to pick with you two. Bert points at Bob Walker and Les Henderson of Southeast Championship Wrestling. Now I understand we're all taking major fire from Julian Kane but we still got rules, goddammit. Who the fuck gave you sons of bitches the right to switch the world title to Jesse James without a vote? And he hasn't even worked one All-South show yet. I propose we render Jesse's win invalid right now, and one of my guys should get a run with the WWE title. And who we gonna put it on? Fatback Rollins? <laughs> fuck you, Hillbilly. Who you calling Hillbilly? Nah, fuck all that. Donnie Gold fucked us on the way to New York. What the fuck were we supposed to do? Liz Henderson tries to give a calmer explanation. Bob is right. Donnie was going to take that belt to Julian Kane. Who knows what they would have done with that? They could have gone on TV and, and dropped it in a garbage can for all we know. Or worn it in the ring and lost clean to Thor or some jobber and buried the title. We don't know. Jesse James talked Donnie into working one last shot to drop the belt in the ring. There was no time to arrange a vote. You should be thanking us, not attacking us. Oh, well, excuse me all to hell. Let me get on my hands and knees and praise you. Fuck off, Bert, you asshole. George Gilmore sighs and puts his hand on his elderly forehead, looking forward to retirement, while Daniel Hawkins from Charlotte, the youngest at the table, shrinks in his chair, hoping no one notices him or starts yelling at him. No, Bert, he's telling the truth. I heard from one of the boys who was in the locker room that night. This is what happened. Well, how do we know Jesse wasn't just working the boys? And he planned the deal with Donnie in the first place, just to get the strap on Bert, it's enough. Jesse James is the WWA World Champion, clean. Now, we all know Jesse and his character. And we can agree we can trust him with the belt for the time being. And he wouldn't abandon Atlanta or the WWA like Donnie Gold did. And after the events of the past few months, that is paramount. And I'm sure Bob and Liz will talk to Nigel to ensure Jesse is booked to appear in All South and all the other territories of the WWA, just like Donnie. All in favor of Jesse as WWA champ until we can find a suitable and trustworthy heel replacement. All the men at the table agree, except for Burt Ironside, who pouts and sucks on his cigar glaring at Les and Bob. Now, Bert, I understand you needed some help from us? Bert, still stewing. I need a black wrestler. To replace Leroy Brown? 
So Fatback ain't working for you? Raiden, enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, boys. I couldn't resist. But I do think I got someone for you, Bert. This boy uh, out of Detroit. He work a lot of outlaw shows in Ohio and Michigan. But he knows how to get over. Talk to Peyton. There, see? This is why we're the Alliance. Because we can pull together like a well-oiled machine. George Gilmore rolls his eyes. But the real reason we're having our board meeting here in St. Louis at the Chase Hotel is to commemorate our friend George Gilmore in his final meeting as a board member. One of the founding fathers of the Alliance and a long-reigning WWA president. And he now goes off into the sunset after drawing almost 15,000 fans last night to the Checkerdome. George? All right, gentlemen. Thank you. With all due respect to the other territories, Heartland and St. Louis has historically been the crown jewel of the WWA. I booked the world champion for years and established this area for great professional wrestling. St. Louis Showcase here at the Chase has been one of the premier shows in wrestling for decades, featuring a rotation of the best talent in the world to give St. Louis fans the best. Capped off by my retirement show last night that drew 19,829. He shoots a look at Charlie. Men like Donnie Gold were made here. Goliath has wrestled more matches in St. Louis than any other U.S. territory. Now, gentlemen, I'll have you know that Julian Kane was quite aggressive in wanting Heartland to slice the Midwest and lie between Charlie's AMW and Burt's All South and offered me substantial money to purchase this territory outright. This is news to most of them, and Bob Walker sits up and leans closer. Now, when I declined, he made an aggressive offer to KPLR to steal away our television Julian was either too arrogant or ignorant to understand that the owner and general manager of KPLR are two of my best friends on earth and told him to shove it. We have also been steadily building an audience on cable with our contract with the America Channel just like Nigel, Les, and Bob have with WVBS. So I am here today to assure you that our television is safe and Heartland will remain a viable piece of the World Wrestling Alliance for years to come. And I have successfully sold controlling interest to our friend, Carl Crusher Krawcheck, who takes over immediately and will assume my spot on the WWA board. Although, I believe he will go through great lengths to avoid any and all meetings such as this. Congratulations and applause all around as Bert pours more shots for everyone as his parting gift to salute George Gilmore. By the way, where's Nigel? He never misses a board meeting. Henderson has a nervous, strange look on his face. He's in New York, uh, visiting his mother. He told me he's visiting his mother a lot lately in New York. Well, prayers for his mother. Thank you. Fuck him and his mother. Oh, good lord, Bobby. 
Have some respect. Come on now, George. You know why Bob still has hate with Nigel. You don't remember back in 81 when Atlanta was bleeding money. And it was Bob who found out Nigel was using all SCW money to pay for his limo, his chauffeur, the fancy dinners. Okay, you made your point, Ironside. Bob Walker starts to seethe. Oh, I know it still rubs you raw, because you told the WWA board to get him kicked out and sent to jail. But instead, we took away his presidency, and Johnny Kane took that back. And we all agreed to take away Nigel's majority shares and divide them equally between you, Hendo, and Nigel. But that wasn't enough for you, was it, Bob? And you lose more power every day. Just like when they outvoted you and gave Jesse James the book. Walker breaks his glass with his fist, shaking the entire table. I said you made your point. Oh, come on, Bob. You know I love you. I'm just refreshing everyone's memory. <laughs> Speaking of New York, that empire, we are down to six of us. What do we do about the Northeast? We just need to ride it out. Julian will be out on his ass soon enough. Oh, really? Something you know that we don't? Bert winks at him and takes a large puff of his cigar and leans back in his chair. Sal Spinelli grins with confidence as he motions for Dan Sanders to join he and Julian in the chaotic locker room of the New Haven Coliseum in Connecticut mere minutes before opening match. Dan walks over and extends his hand. Julian reluctantly shakes it. Julian, it's been months now. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm ready to come back to work now. Yeah, well, uh, you know, things aren't the same since you left. Um, I'm not sure. Just hear him out, Julie. He's got a couple of good ideas. Dan Sanders makes his pitch. Me and Donnie Gold. We were Pro Wrestling Digest number one and number two ranked champions for 13 straight months. It's a dream match for wrestling fans. Hmm... I don't know about that. Donnie's not really available either. Uh, we have other guys, younger guys, we're using with him. Okay, well, how about the obvious? I come back as a heel. Bitter, angry, maybe even psychotic. But I'm bitter at Thor Hansen for swooping in and taking my shot. So I go after him and injure him. Think about it, Julie. It's a play in real life. It's a money angle for a money feud. The top draw for Empire the past five years against the new guy? It's a natural matchup. Again, Thor's planned out for months now, all the way through 1985. But a heel, Dan Sanders, is an interesting idea. But maybe with one of the guys lower on the card, you could make somebody. And honestly, we need to do something with your look for fans to really buy it. Your vanilla look isn't gonna work. How about if you dyed your hair? Like jet black. Yeah. And a mustache. Like an evil mustache. Now that's a look I'd pay to see. I don't know about a mustache. Come on, Julian. With a black mustache and dyed black hair? You look like one of those guys in disguise. On the Donahue show or something. Truth is, I think that's the only way you're going to get over in Empire. Dye the hair black and grow a black evil mustache and we'll find a spot for you. Julian looks off and spots Louie. Louie. Louie the Greek is talking to Tarzan and Donnie Gold. Louie nods back to Julian that he's on the way. 
Donnie Gold, enthusiastically. Tarzan, good to meet you, brother. Tarzan, half-heartedly. Yeah, likewise. So uh, what are we doing tonight, Greek? Tarzan, over by DQ, 20 minutes. Donnie, you have the finish, let me know. I have to talk to Julian. What, he's got you booking finishes now? Who the fuck are you? Brother, tonight I want you to relax. Just pretend you're riding on a Greyhound bus and leave the driving to me. Tarzan smirks in disbelief as Louis winks to him and walks away to Julian. Julian is standing on a chair. Your attention, everyone. As you know, our touring schedule has already doubled. If any of you need anything to help get to sleep or to get up and go, talk to this man, Dr. Hunter Bilson. Julian motions at a man off the side. It's someone new to the locker room. A slick-looking, older Italian man with dark hair and graying temples. Dignified-looking in an expensive suit, carrying a briefcase. He's also a nutrition specialist. Can get you the right diet, supplements, and vitamins that you'll need to be bigger, stronger, faster. Take advantage of the times you see him, boys as he's constantly traveling to his practices overseas and in Mexico. He steps down from the chair where Sal and Louis stand and leans into Sal. Sal, I'm liking Killian Cavanaugh, but he's, he's too skinny. I want you to introduce him to Dr. Bilson. Sal nods and walks off. Louis? Julian pulls out the format sheet for the car. Why is Tarzan going over by DQ? He's the Intercontinental Champion. He should be going over clean. He's working Donnie Gold. You said he's not getting the belt, but we still need to protect him. I just assumed Donnie versus Thor will happen this summer. Everyone was waiting for it. I didn't want to sacrifice my other top faces just for the sake of Donnie Gold. He can do a few jobs. And who will know, anyway? Pro Wrestling Digest will, and they will report it. They already do cover story, hyping Donnie Gold versus Thor. And if he loses matches to Tarzan, they'll report it and have pictures too. Maybe that's something that needs to change. I don't like not having control over the media. But I want my champion strong. Julian, you still have heat with Donnie for not bringing WWA belt. It was a pipe dream. You need to move forward with the situation as it is right now. Louis? Louis, you know, you're right. You're always a voice of reason. I should get over that. Right. So what is plan for Donnie and Thor? We invade the entire South with Thor Hansen versus Donnie Gold on top. We need to draw big our first time there, strike hard, and win. Just like we're doing in the Midwest. And we need to protect Thor. And Donnie, too. Only DQs and countouts. Thor can't work a Broadway. But we continue that across the country. But drawing the big houses is just the setup for the fall. For what? Julian flashes a sinister grin. Don't tell anyone yet, but I've secured the first cable TV deal for Empire. In September, Thor Hansen versus Donnie Gold We'll headline our biggest show of the year in Madison Square Garden. Magnificent, Julian. We could set the record gate. Oh, it's more than that, Louis. Much more. B 
because that show is going to be on MTV. All South Wrestling, Dallas, Texas, ASW Headquarters. Peyton Thomas enters Bert's office with a tape. Uh, Bert, I got the tape from Crenshaw with that black guy in it. His name is Scatman Jones. And, uh, I don't know, Bert, maybe we should be looking to bring in some heels instead. Especially if Jesse's gonna be world champ. Fuck that, what do you think of this guy? Uh, maybe you should see for yourself. Peyton loads the tape into a humongous wood-paneled VCR connected to a TV. Bert takes his reading glasses off and looks up. You couldn't bust a grape if you fell on it head first, you Rudy Pooh. Have mercy. Scatman Jones, who looks like a backup horn player with earth, wind, and fire. He has long braided beaded hair like Rick James, a silver glitter headband, and a glittery bodysuit with suspenders, a cape, and a cane. I set my T-bone to the side and said I'm here for a reason and not for a season, baby. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing, and we're going to get it on like the neck bone, baby. So get ready for the silky, smooth, booty, scoot, soul man, Scatman Jones, because like my mama said, it bees that way sometimes. Bert sets his glasses down and stands up. I don't know what the fuck that guy was saying. Peyton's shoulders drop in disappointment. Yeah? But I like the way he said it. We're going to make so much money. All that shucking and jiving. The people are going to love him. Who needs Leroy Brown? Peyton joins in. Yeah, fuck Leroy. Hamden, Connecticut. Allen Gardens Apartments. Thor Hansen jabs the syringe into his right butt cheek and presses down, plunging that sweet nectar into his body pulls out the needle carefully to soak up every drop and sets it on the counter, then pulls his underwear and blue spandex pants back up. He slides on his cowboy boots over his knee-high tube socks with the red rings around the top, grabs a towel, his weight belt, and his car keys, and heads for the gym. Hello? Eric, it's Buddy. Melrose. Buddy? I'm sorry I no-showed our match at the stadium. Julian told me I had to. I'm sorry, brother. I couldn't turn down all that money and the belt. Eric, Eric, I'm not calling about that. I'm okay, but I'm calling about something else. As you know, I do a lot of stunt coordinator work in Hollywood. I got a call asking about you. Oh, the Schwarzenegger deal? Dude, it fell through. It's not gonna happen. Schwarzenegger? I haven't talked to him in a year. I'm talking about someone else. Huh? I got this call, and I put you over pretty strong. He's going to offer you a starring role in a movie. Playing a boxer. Uh, a Russian boxer. A giant blonde. You're perfect for it. It's a solid payday, and he says he'll work around your wrestling schedule. No strings attached. I wanted to give you a heads up because, I don't know, it's a big opportunity. Who is it? Sylvester Stallone. Kings of the Ring is a Mana Sports Media production and was written and created by Steve Tatai, with special guest voice actors Cyrus Fees and L.A. Smooth. Stay tuned for episode 11, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at KingsOTR, and of course, the website 
kingsotr.com.